Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Welcome to the first annual Senior Bowl Super Show between the Draft Dudes Podcast with Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino of FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, along with myself, John Ledyard, and Trevor Sycamore. Hello. ComputerReport.com covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're excited about this show, guys. It's an opportunity to combine our hysterics with your knowledge and hopefully bring some education to the listeners. With our powers combined. Exactly. <laughs> sort of like an Avengers-style podcast. As long as I'm not the dude related. who's heart, you know? Like no, from Captain we're Planet. locked on dudes here. Yes, okay, that's what, that's what right. it is. It's, yeah. it's locked on dudes. That's hey, what's better than this? Guys being dudes, you know? <laughs> locked on NFL Draft Podcast, Draft Dudes Podcast. Check them both out if you haven't. Really good draft podcast year-round. Uh, to keep you caught up on all, all the information that you'll need to know for weeks like this week, Senior Bowl week, weigh-ins are happening. Weigh-ins just happened, actually. Guys, impressions from the weigh-ins. I know it's, some people laugh at that part of the process, but it's an important part of the process, and we all really enjoy that part of the process. Joe, we'll start with you. What were your biggest – who is a player maybe that really stood out to you the most during the weigh-ins? Yeah, I got to go with Andrew Brown out of Virginia. He's a player I was really excited to see this week because he's such a good point-of-attack player, really good body control, really good technique. And uh, the, the concern with him was, you know, how big is he and where does he fit in the, in the NFL? Well, he checks in today at 6'3", 294 with 35 and an eighth inch arms. And I have a really strong uh, grasp now that he can play that five technique in a, in a 3-4 alignment, which he did in college. And he's, he's checked that box in a big way with his size. Yeah, for me personally, uh, Kaiser White, safety from West Virginia, uh, looked really good. You know, very, very 
cut build. Came in at over 6'2", 215. Uh, that size is uh, really big for a guy that played down in the box a lot as a spur at West Virginia. So my question is now, I want to see how he moves at that weight, that 215 weight. If he moves well, then I think that's a name that could really come away from this week with some positive momentum. Yeah, kind of same thing with Kyle was saying. You know, you get the measurements, and then you look forward, obviously, seeing how they do it on the field. Brandon Parker is my guy. He's an offensive tackle from uh, North Carolina A&T. He came in at six foot seven, uh, 303 pounds. And, like, it's one thing to look on a school. And, John, you and I have kind of figured this out as we've gone through the process. We look up the listings of how big guys are, how much they weigh, how tall. So it's one thing to write that a guy is six six, six seven. Right. It's another thing to actually show up as 6'7", and so he, he showed up at that. He Really long wingspan as well to match the huge frame, so um, obviously going to be one of the more hulking guys out there on the offensive line. I'm really looking forward to see, seeing him go up against his edge group. So Yeah, he's a toolsy guy. Had some really impressive tape. Yeah, there's technical things. I think he needs some time, but he's very interesting. You guys named three good ones, and there's several good ones. You know, it's not even just those three. There was, it was an impressive weigh-in from a lot of guys, but I thought B.J. Hill, North Carolina State, a defensive tackle, he was a guy that stood out to me on tape as a guy maybe that's a little bit underrated, and you know, he came in and, and weighed in well and had long arms, and but just not, not like a too tall frame or high cut, just looked the part of an interior defensive lineman. I was really impressed with what he showed uh, during the wins, and I think he's going to have a strong week in practice as well. What we're going to do now is go through uh, some of the position groups. We're going to touch on at least the big ones and talk about the guy we're most looking forward to watching this week. doesn't necessarily mean the guy we're the highest on, but the guy that we're most looking forward to watching, observing this week of practice, talking to in interviews, whatever it might be, and, and of course the game also on Saturday. But the, the guy that kind of stands out to you in that regard, uh, Trevor, is we look at the quarterback group. And, and you think about the, the guys that are here in Mobile, some high-profile guys, obviously. But who stands out to you as a guy that you really want to see this week from the quarterback? Group? Josh Allen, right? I mean, yeah. just starting from the very beginning, we knew that this is almost just going to be the Josh Allen Bowl because mm-hmm. that's the big talk. It's a guy whose tape, whose numbers, those kind of things, they don't match up to where he is currently being reported to, to go in a lot of these mock drafts and it's one thing to kind of see some mock drafts in the middle of the season you know people don't really have a grasp on it you're not sure if NFL teams are really um, looking to put out that kind of information what what have you but now it's like okay Mel Kuyper Daniel Jeremiah like all, all of these dudes they're putting Josh Allen not only in the first round but some at number one overall right. and so uh, yesterday at the press conference I mean I think he's I, like I think he's a good kid, yeah. and that's that, that's a that's a part of this process that is going to be for Josh Allen's benefit. And he'd honestly be a kid that I'd really be rooting for had I not have to defend him not going number one overall all right. the time. You know, like if this if this is more like a day two, day three is kind of fringe pick. I'd be like, man, you know what? I really like this kid. He's got upside. So today in the measuring. I mean, he showed up fine. He showed up at 6'4", I believe, just under 6'5". So, I mean, he looks fine, but that's the quarterback that I'm looking forward to most seeing. To borrow from my good friend Lee Corso, not so fast. (laughs) (laughs) There's other dynamics at play here this week, and Kyle Laletta from Richmond, the Richmond Spider Passer, stands out to me. I'm really interested to see how a small school kid who really stood out on film Mm -hmm. as far as uh, having a really strong mental grasp of the game. You know his arm talent is not at anywhere near the level of a Josh Allen. But getting him on the field, and there's going to be some interesting opportunities to see how these arms compare to one another when you have these quarterbacks throwing reps one right after the next. So for me, uh, Loletta checked a lot of boxes from the mental side of the game 
kind of the exact opposite of Josh Allen. So now physically on the field, how does he push the ball? What's the pace look like on his ball? Those are things that I, th- I think I'm looking forward to seeing from an interesting story that's not a national uh, player right now on the, the big stage. Yeah, for me, this is Baker Mayfield. And, and for a lot of the reasons uh, Trevor was so excited to see Josh Allen, I mean, this is as high profile as it gets in terms of a college player uh, coming to this stage. This is kind of like Tim Tebow, right, where a guy of this magnitude with the Heisman Trophy and uh, all of the uh, the opinions about him as a, as a player and what he can do at the next level really come together. And a week here with NFL coaching for Baker Mayfield is going to be really important to see uh, see him as a person and h- evaluate that competitive fiery tough tough guy that he is and and to see if that's you know those are intangibles that are going to work in an NFL locker room or if it's going to be something that's going to rub people the wrong way but uh, uh, from a quarterbacking perspective this guy is so accurate so I'm looking for him to to continue to show that accuracy those really consistent mechanics that's one thing I noted on tape is that he's very deliberate with his mechanics he's very polished and that's something that I think gets a little bit uh swept under the rug because he so many other things come up to come up when you're talking about Baker Mayfield so for for me, it's, it's about Baker and, and him really cementing himself as a guy that's worthy of a first-round pick. Well, he's so good like out of structure that right. people automatically think, oh, well, he's, you know, he, he has discipline issues with, the, with his right. technique or right. whatever, yeah. and that's just that's not the case with Baker Mayfield. Right. So. It's kind of a lazy assumption that's made about more than just Baker. I mean, he's Johnny Manziel, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that, yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. We could all go home. Panic under – yeah, crazy off the field, <laughs> panic under pressure. Type no need to see him. Yeah. But he – I mean, this week is about more than anything – the battle between Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. And they're going to be practicing together, so we're going to be able to compare them together, both under the Broncos coaching staff. How do they do with a lot of the Broncos, the things the Broncos throw their way from a scheme perspective, especially during the game on Saturday? That's going to make it, to me, one of the more, if both of them end up playing in the game, we hope they both do, it's going to make it one of the more intriguing aspects of any senior bowl coverage in recent memory. An interesting guy, though, that I think is kind of really not getting much buzz right now is Kurt Bankert from Virginia. If you put on Kurt Bankert's tape against Miami this year, <laughs> you could put that game against number, almost any other game by overall. quarterback this yeah. year. I mean, he made some throws in that game that were off the chain unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, they were Josh Allen-esque. But you put on a tape, and our, you know, our good friend Arif Hassan was just saying about uh, the Navy game when he plays against Navy. You know, you think not as good a competition. Yeah. And – he really struggles in a game like that. So there are inconsistencies with him. To me, Benkert is similar to Josh Allen on a lesser scale. The highs aren't quite as high. The lows aren't quite as low. But the stuff in between is pretty interesting and mm-hmm. worth developing, I think. And I don't think there's a star in this quarterback group outside of Baker Mayfield. But I'm really interested to see if Beckard can find some consistency this week. We've also discussed the running back position at length. More related to this draft class than this senior bowl group. A lot of names have dropped out. We're not sure whether Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb got invited or what after Phil Savage's comments today where he didn't mention either of them, but they were obviously, to me, the top two senior running backs in the country. We've seen some guys drop out, Royce Freeman being one of those guys, but still a decent group that's going to be here, highlighted, I think, by Rashad Penny, but also some other interesting guys, Kalen Balazs is somebody a lot of people have talked about, Akram Wadley. Who to you, Joe, when you look at the running back group, who stands out as a guy, not necessarily might be your top guy, but a guy that you really want to see this week perform in the Senior Bowl? Yeah, I'm really anxious to see Kalen Balazs, a running back mm. from Arizona State. He's a guy that I think has issues on tape. 
in terms of the way he sees the field, the way that he makes quick decisions, the way that he doesn't get stuck in the same vicinity for too long. But none of that's going to matter this week because he's going to be in situations where his size and his athleticism and his burst, his receiving skills are going to be on display in a big way. So I'm looking for him to really expose some linebackers this week and some mm-hmm. pass coverage type stuff, maybe even some safeties. And, uh, and, and for him, it's going to be about accentuating those strengths and, and his movement skills, his burst and his size is really special. And that's going to be something that I think people are going to take notice of this week. Yeah, for me, uh, there's a player at the weigh-ins that created a lot more questions than anything else that now I need to watch him during practice and see how he moves at the size that he's at. And that's Iowa's Akram Wadley. Uh, Wadley came in measured at 5097, 188, mm. 8 inch and 1 8, or 8 and 1 inch inch hands and less than 30 inches on his arms. Yeah. So he's small he's across small the board. Dude. Really yeah. small Tiny. across the board. Now you put on the tape and you watch him in pass protection and he walks out of his stance mm-hmm. and does, doesn't even <laughs> challenge guys. Yeah. He's got lazy reps uh, and now he's small and I don't think he's particularly explosive. His, right. his, his you, you hips aren't be, really loose. you got to be elite yeah, as right. an athlete if you're that yeah. small. So, so now I'm expecting problems for Wadley this mm-hmm. week. I'm not expecting him to, to have a good performance in comparison to some of the better athletes. So I'm going to be watching him closely to see if he's He's really is limited, and, and that's going to box him in or not. I'll go with the, then. I'll go with the small guy that I was impressed with, and that's Tito Smith from Southern Miss. Uh, he's the same height as Wadley, but Way thirteen pounds yeah, bigger, right. and obviously more built. And again, like I, I, Smith is more of an athlete than Wadley is, and he's even bigger. And so um, I'm flipping that and saying I'm looking forward to watching yeah. this small running back because, you you know, you put on some of his tape, and he's just a human highlight reel. You know, he's the joystick, the Tariq Cohen, whatever you want to put that narrative with of this year. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to see him, what he can do, hopefully find some open space and make some people miss. Yeah, all interesting guys. Uh, to me, I'm just I'm excited Darrell Williams got added to this group. I'm not convinced he isn't one of the better running backs here. You know, I mean, he is a guy with size but also speed. And if you watch the game against Alabama, he broke a long run and ran away from some of the more athletic defenders in the country. Um, he, for a guy that's two, I think he weighed in two, 6'1", 229 pounds today, I think was his measurements. And for a guy that big, he can really move. He is a downhill runner, much more of a gap power type of guy. But I, I like what he offers. I thought for a guy his size, he moves really, really well, really, really fluidly, and he can catch the ball a little bit too. There were times this year where people thought, I mean, Geis was battling injuries, but people thought Williams was the more impressive back in those moments. He got a good share of the workload, had a really productive season. So I was glad to see him get at it, even though he was playing second fiddle to Geis most of the year. I think he can have a nice week for sure. The wide receiver group is like, what do you prefer? What's your niche at the wide receiver position? Because this doesn't seem like a group with a ton of obvious wide receiver one ability with across the board, but it does seem like a group that has some upside, some guys that are intriguing as prospects, maybe need a little bit of development. I think it's going to be a fun week to watch the wideouts. Trev, who do you like at the wideouts? I like Julio Scott. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about him on the podcast a little bit before. I'm excited to see him here. He has a couple of, of red zone reps that I could just think of off the top of my head that I really love and he's another you know he's a bigger body wide receiver I thought his hands were going to be a little bit bigger just because I feel like I've seen him make so many like strong catches like that in the red zone so really interested to see him there not sure if he is a complete outside receiver but as we've seen in the NFL there are a lot of teams that like to go to specialization in different positions when at different points of the field so if you're Julio Scott and you're dominating the red zone drills all all right. week you've got a place, and, and you're going to be coveted by certain NFL teams. And so I'm pretty interested to see that big man go. 
Uh, for me, I'm interested in tight end. I know this is a wide yeah. receiver group, but uh, allow me to get off the rails here a little bit. Dallas Goddard, South Dakota State. Small I'll allow it for kid. Dallas Goddard. Oh, I, yeah, some <laughs> love here for Dallas. Um, really dynamic at the catch point. He's got an enormous catch radius. And then he comes in at the weigh-ins, and he steps on the scale, and I'm saying, please be 240-plus <laughs> yeah. because his waist is lean. Mm. He, he, he does not look like a big dude. And the number comes up 260. And that kind of raised everybody's eyebrows because you're looking at his build and you don't expect to get that out of him. But when I watch him on film, I really like the way that, that he physically was able to dominate the catch point at that level. And it's always when you get into small school competition. It's how do you gauge level of competition? You have to meet baseline athleticism and size. You need to dominate the position that you're at. And you need to put up good production and, and meet those baseline measurables. So now... I'm expecting Goddard to come out and perform to the expectation that he set because all those peripheral areas that you want to see with the level of competition questions, he's taken care of. Right. So I'm expecting a good week. He had a great weigh-in, uh, much much heavier than we thought he was, so th- there's no question of is he big slot, you know, back and forth. He's tight end, so I'm interested to see him get out on the field. I'm really anxious to see Colorado State wide receiver Michael Gallup. This is an interesting group of receivers, like John Ledger said. A lot of towering guys, big dudes that can win at the catch point, red zone guys. There's a couple of guys that are more jitterbug-type slot guys. But Michael Gallup's just like the normal one that has regular size. And uh, this stage for him is going to be a good one because what I think is my favorite thing about him is how physical he is as a route runner and with the ball in his hands. And so when you think about these one-on-one matchups that are outside of the structure of a game where cornerbacks are going to be grabby and being super physical in the contact window and outside of the contact window where there's going to be a lot of contact at the top of routes, Michael Gallup's the kind of guy that can power through that and really be the aggressor in those types of situations. So I think I'm, we're going to see a lot of separation, a lot of really good route running, and then his ball skills speak for themselves on tape. So it, this this stage is going to serve itself really well uh, for Michael Gallup, and I expect him to be uh, one of the one of the winners this week at receiver, and I'm looking forward to seeing him do it. I'm all about uh, Jamon Moore from Missouri. You know, not a perfect wide receiver prospect by any stretch of the imagination, but fun. you guys are going to like him fun. because he's very scrappy. He's very physical. He might be the best blocking wide receiver here. He takes every rep very seriously. But what I really liked about him is after the catch, he's creative. Yeah. All different types of routes, he's able to consistently make the first defender miss, get upfield, make things happen in open space. I think he's a playmaker in this class. Now, there are issues and there are concerns still that I have. He's not as good at the catch point and as consistent finishing through contact as you'd want from a guy with a longer frame at receiver that's probably going to play heavily on the outside. I think he is fast, but to what level are we talking about? Are we talking about 4-4 fast? Sure. Are we talking right. about low 4-5s fast? You know, because there is a difference. That matters. So. Uh, that's really what I want to see from how does he work those vertical routes? How does he get off the line of scrimmage against press coverage? So I I think he's not fully proven yet, but I love the skill set that's there with Jamal Moore, and I love the mentality, the temperament in which he plays. He's probably the number one guy for the all-chirp team out of of the senior (laughs) bowl group this week. The offensive line crew has a lot of smaller school guys, but still guys that I found when I get to the tape I'm very interested in, and I really am excited to see them against some better competition. I know some guys have dropped out, but it's still some better competition this week. Trev, as you look across the O-line group, I know we're just starting to get into the O-line group. I haven't even seen every guy that's going to be here. But out of who you've seen, who stands out to you the most, the guy you're excited to watch in Mobile? I guess with you know, a lot of newer names and a couple of guys who dropped out, then the guy that I'm most looking forward to or at least intrigued by is, uh, is Brian O'Neill, who's the offensive tackle from Pittsburgh. He's a former tight end. 
put him some weight, I believe after his freshman year, redshirt freshman year. So they moved him over, played right tackle, then he played left tackle his last year. And so uh, moves obviously really well because he used to be a tight end. It's just how well can he hold up. I was talking with Kyle a little bit before the show. Not necessarily the biggest fan, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what I'm looking to try to see. So um, I guess he's the guy that I'm most intrigued by as, as kind of a hybrid guy. Yeah, it's interesting. So we have – a bunch of small school kids, and Trevor and I are most looking forward to seeing Power 5 athletes. So, uh, <laughs> Real Scott, football. Scott Questenberry. I'm just kidding. UCLA's kind of. Scott Questenberry played uh, offensive guard. He's got some positional flexibility. He's a guy I like the more I watched him play. Yeah. Uh, when I watched over the summer his 2016 stuff, kind of underwhelmed. You know, he, he was not super physical at first contact, kind of gave up a little bit too much space uh, when he's first engaging with defenders. I thought this year he showed a better base. I sh- thought he showed a better anchor. Uh, his, his steps were a lot more deliberate and clean, and he was tied to the ground a lot better. Yeah. So uh, in a, a group of interior offensive line, that cle- clearly the senior bowls looking for NFL talent in the interior group because they're bringing in all these small school kids that kind of check the boxes, right, You know, they, that, that have the size that you want. They're, they're searching for guys, I think. Wessenberry can be a guy with a good showing this week that can really help himself because that tier two, tier three of interior offensive linemen is wide open. What does your morning sound like? Uh, goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The Sausage McMuffin with Egg and the Sausage Egg and Cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Yeah, for me, it's going to be Wyatt Teller from Virginia Tech. He's a player got a chance to see live a couple times this Phenomenal season. Phenomenal hair. Well, that's not, the most important least, aspect least of evaluating any take of the week. Just, yeah, I'm just Trevor Lakes, why you know. Yeah, I know the draft dudes guys aren't as familiar with locked on NFL drafts grading policies, but it's hair first, yeah. chirping second, and then you get to on field stuff that right. doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Trevor clearly has first round hair, so yes. for him to compliment Wyatt Teller's hair, I think, speaks for itself. That's huge. Very impressed. But he's a dude, if you watch this Hokies offense, they run the offense through Wyatt Teller. They yeah. love getting him out as the lead blocker out in space. Uh, trapping, uh, running him as a playside drive blocker. They love running behind him, and there's for good reason. This dude kicks people's ass up and down the football field, whether that's uh, off the line of scrimmage, exchanging power, rooting out defensive linemen, or uh, getting out in space, squaring up dudes in space, and, and creating lanes. So uh, I love his mobility. I love his power. Uh, yeah, I think he can slide his feet really well uh, to pass, protect, and shut down gaps. So whatever you want a, a guard to do, uh, Wyatt Teller can do it, and he checked in today with really good size, 6'4", 11, I think over 33-inch arms. So uh, a lot of experience and a great conference, a guy that's coming under the radar. And with some of the guys that have dropped out on the offensive line group, I think he has a really big opportunity to shine this week. I haven't seen Teller yet, so I am excited to watch him because a couple people now, both Kyle, you and Joe, have Giddy spoken up, really buddy. highly of him because I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that. My guy's Colby Gassett. Um, I really think Appalachian State kids, I'm the only one going with a non-Power 5 guy <laughs> after all. But, man, he – was so impressive with me as I continued to watch tape. There's a couple issues in pass protection that will need some work and get him into trouble at the next level if he doesn't fix. So the one-on-ones might be a little bit of a rougher ride for him. But when you, if we get a chance to watch some of the tape of the 11v11, the team drills, yeah. that's where he's going to stand out, I think. He's an ideal zone fit at the next level. Terrific explosiveness out of his stance. He had a really good weigh-in today. He looked the part on stage, was impressive. 
but he just is a guy that can he can reach tough techniques. He can get to the second level. He understands angles, his hand positioning in order to swing around and seal off rush lanes. He just does a great job controlling his body in space. You can tell there's a high-level athlete with great length and physical tools here, and his techniques is further along as a run blocker than you'd expect. Like I said, pass pro, there's still some things to work on. That's to be expected. But I am really excited to see him. I think zone scheme heavy teams are going to be really excited about his potential. We move to the defensive side of the ball now. We've got, and again, if, you, if you're just popping in on us, this is the Draft Dudes podcast and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast combining at the Senior Bowl for the first ever super show between the two podcasts. Make sure you check out both these podcasts year-round. We bring you awesome uh, NFL draft coverage. Do our best to bring to light as many prospects as we can. But the defensive side of the ball, Got D linemen and edge rushers, a lot of dropouts on that front. Maurice Hurst, Harold Landry, some guys we were really looking forward to seeing. Bradley Chubb declined his invitation. Still, there's some guys that impress and stand out. Trevor, D line, edge group. Who stands out to you as a guy maybe that you want to see some of this week? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing two of the Shrine guys that actually got called up because I was in St. Petersburg last week to get to see his Shrine prospects go through practices and chad thomas from miami is a guy who really flashed on the first day down there um cooled down a little bit on the second day but then he had a good third day as well so i was pretty impressed with him all week came in i thought i thought his body type looked great and i thought his numbers and what he weighed in the height the weight the arms the everything i thought that that was a great measurement for him so looking forward to him seeing it's better competition uh see if he could dominate it as well as he did last week and then Puna Ford, I'm not sure if you guys were about to talk about him or not, but um, I no, we were saving not, him for you. We knew you were a big I had fan. not seen a snap of Puna Ford like under the microscope other than maybe Sad. live until that shrine week, which was last week. And I'll tell you, man, like he he just could not get off blocks last week. And so a lot know a lot of people were I don't know about like high on him, but like enjoyed some of his tape and wanted him at the senior bowl and I was like, man, he can't even he can't get off blocks here at the Shrine Week. And so here he is, he gets he gets called up, so I guess we get to see it. You guys are a lot higher than on him than I am. <laughs> but you've you have seen the actual tape of him, so that's probably got a lot more weight to it. Um, but those are probably the two guys that I'm looking forward to seeing most. Check the tape. Trevor, check the Always. tape. Always. Uh, I'll never. Defensive <laughs> defensive lineman I'm most looking forward to seeing is the guy Joe talked about from the Wayans, Andrew Brown from Virginia. Uh, Brown is interesting. I see a lot of parallels as far as athletic skill set and build to Malik McDowell last year. Uh, the opportunities and the reps and the production hasn't been there to that same degree, but some of that is question of what was the implementation of Brown at Virginia. You, you can turn on any game. I think Oregon 2016 is probably the best showcase for Andrew Brown of what his versatility brings to the table when they have him in a tilted technique coming off the edge and beating offensive tackles from Oregon around the edge, uh, also being a gap penetrator on the inside. Uh, so for a guy that was has 35-plus-inch arms, uh, 294, and has probably half the percent of body fat that I do, um, no, for the, if, if you don't know what I look like, that may not be any good context, but I'd like to think of myself as a respectably good. fit guy. Yeah. Um, Andrew Brown is rocked up. Yeah. So I want to see that explosiveness that he's shown he can illustrate. I want to see it with consistency this week. Yeah, Marcus Davenport, uh, Texas San Who? Antonio. Yeah, Who? he's he's Who? the buzz of the town, right? And we haven't even taken a rep in practice yet. But uh, he checked in just under 6'6", 259, 34-inch arms. Um, and he's really intriguing. He's a guy that has rare burst power get off for his size. But, you know, he's a little bit unrefined as a pass rusher. He's the guy that needs – 
to show more in terms of his hand technique and how he uses his footwork to set up his pass rush. And so here it is. You get to go up against the best senior offensive tackles in the nation that uh, have accepted invites and are here to participate. And we'll see that growth and how he responds to NFL coaching to see if that technique improves. But from a physical tools perspective, man, I, this is as good as it gets. He's, he's what you put in the machine and has to spit out a defensive end. Now let's see how he goes out and, and performs. Did you, hear, did you hear the three guys he said he tries to like compare himself to last oh, yeah. night? No, Just I didn't. It was, he, said, he said Von Miller's speed, J.J. Watt's work ethic, and Calais Campbell's power. Well, not good. like that. Cleveland, same, hey, same to be honest. The decision for the Browns has been made, right? I mean, <laughs> geez, number one overall. Yeah, it's going to be better than Miles Garrett. Yeah, the, the guy that I'm excited to see is Ogboni Okoronkwo from Oklahoma. Yes, look at, you know his name. Look uh, at you. And I, you this know, has been. You guys don't realize this I has have, been a journey. Yes, the pulling for, teeth for John to, to, to get him to spit the full and name out. The thing out. is, is that throughout the year, Ogbo. he always picks people whose <laughs> names are really difficult to say, yep. and he can never say them. Yep. So, and like, that, that rolled right off his tongue too. I couldn't say Michael Joseph's call. I'm still not going to say it on the podcast because of that. <laughs> but I couldn't say his college for like, it took us like five minutes of a podcast for me to mm. be able to say where he goes to school. And I'm still not confident <laughs> in it. So, but that's where I'm at with Alcaronco. I got his name down. There Trevor dubbed him before the season on our podcast as he should change his number to seven and be 007. Be Ooh, 007. Ooh, right? Would have been right? immediately Stock prospect 1.1. 1. 1. But he didn't. So Stick we're not me, sure where his draft stock is right now. What I like about Akronko is that he is an absolute competitor. He had a good way in the day at 34-inch arms, I think a little over that, which was really surprising yeah, for something. him. So there was some good stuff with Akronko for sure. The issue with Akronko that I have is that he's heavily reliant on an inside pass rush move to win 1v1, and I'm just not sure you can be consistently productive as a pass rusher in the NFL if you can't work through or outside of tackles too. So to me, how does he win the edge this week? How does he set up edge wins? Can he be explosive out of his stance? A lot of the time, he didn't have just straight ball reads at Oklahoma. He was tackle reading, playing the run first, and then attacking as a pass rusher, which made an inside move more natural. How does he do when he's teeing off on one-on-ones? Does he win the edge? That's what I'm looking for for Alcaronqua. Got to touch on the DBs real quick. Sorry to skip the linebackers, but I know we got to wrap up because we got to get over to do media day and interview players and eventually lunch maybe, find a <laughs> time to squeeze nah. in a bite of food before nah. practice. But the cornerbacks, the safeties in this group, Again, this is a small school studded group, especially at the cornerback spot. Who stands out to you the most, Joe, when you're looking at these guys and, and who maybe is your top guy or not even just a top guy, but a guy that you need to see in this mobile environment? Yeah, the guy I want to see is Duke Dawson from Florida. And um, I know this guy can, can crowd routes and, and jam and press and tackle and be physical, but you know, can he run with guys vertically down the field? I was right. at the South Carolina right. game, and we saw him give up some vertical separation on a couple of reps. And so uh, here, here's a chance to go up against the best seniors in the nation to see how he can carry those routes deep. And, and so that's what I'm going to be fixated on because uh, I want to see just how expansive his skill set is and if he can do more than just playing the slot or if I need to start thinking about him in a safety role. So uh, really kind of pegging him in his optimum role is, is one of my goals this week with Duke Dawson. Yeah, I want to see Kaiser Waite. Same guy I talked about in the, in the weigh-ins. It's... It's interesting. Uh, I thought he had some pretty decent burst at West Virginia when he was afforded the reps to be out in space. Uh, Those were limited. They like to roll him up, be kind of like that fourth linebacker. I think that's his floor, is a nickel package type defender. Um, His ball skills aren't great, so I want to see him in the one-on-ones, and I want to see how he handles some man coverage to see what kind of upside you might have to feel better about him getting outside of just like third third down passing situation. So Kaiser White for me, uh, two-year player Juco transfer into West Virginia, two-year starter. Uh, that's the guy I've got my eye on in the DB group. 
I'll pick a small school guy. I'll pick uh, Jacksonville State. DB, linebacker, whatever you want to call him, Saron Neal. And he's played a ton of different positions over the course of his career there. He's six foot 205. He, to me, can be that kind of big nickel defensive back because as we're seeing the NFL go more towards all kinds of mismatches with that slot position, whether it's with a big-bodied tight end, a big-bodied wide receiver, or a smaller uh, shiftier wide receiver, whatever you want to call it, it, it's important to have these kinds of guys that can neutralize some of these mismatches. And I think Saron Neal has a chance to do that. Showed up a little bit on his tape from what I've seen, but uh, I've got to watch him here against better competition. Obviously, he'll have plenty of good competition with the tight ends to go up against and even the wide receivers. So really looking forward to how he does in coverage because he could be that next kind of big nickel guy that, that I look forward to, to having in the NFL. Uh, Jeremy Reeves is my guy, South Alabama kid, so he's going to be playing at home. I thought on tape he showed incredible versatility, which is very valuable on def- for defensive backs. He did weigh in super small hands today. I think it was like seven and two-thirds. It's got to be seven, hands seven and three-quarter, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I've seen smaller hands than that, to be honest, in a draft prospect. I want he, I want him to put his hands up to Tano Pasniels from, yeah. from last year, <laughs> and it just like yeah. not even looks like fit inside his palm. the same yeah. human being. Uh, yeah. Reeves isn't the biggest dude, but he plays very physical, very he, fast, very he's, aggressive. He's thick in his lower half. Yeah, yeah. When he, he walked down on stage, thick. it's like, okay, you can tell he's got some power right. to him because of how heavy he's in the lower body. He's going to be a guy, I think he was 5'10 today, but he's going to be a guy that the size is going to knock him down boards a little bit for teams, but he's going to be able to play man coverage in the slot right away and provide an impact there. He's good against the run, so you don't have to worry about him being a liability there. And I think he also has some, some range on the deep end. I don't know about him in a single high roll yet, but I think there's some range there. What I need to see more is ball skills. What's his ball skills look like this week? That's where I'm really interested in with Jeremy Reeves. Uh, what does that aspect of his game look like? His teams, even if you're smaller, they're going to pay for, for, for some ball skills for you. Real quick, guys, like one sentence on the linebackers that each of you are looking forward to seeing this week. Trev, I know you got a guy that you had to mention before we ended up. Oh, yeah, Shaquem Griffin. Yeah. I, I, I love this Just kid. because his hair. Um, press conference is unbelievable. Um, he seems like a great kid. Obviously, his brother plays for the Seattle Seahawks now. He has phenomenal hair. Um, but, you know, obviously, inspirational story. A linebacker trying to make it to the NFL with one hand, and he is produced at the highest level in these last two years in college. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching him this week. Yeah, he would have been 6'4 if they didn't make him take his hair down. That's true. <laughs> like legit 6'4. Uh, for me, Fred Warner, linebacker, BYU, mm-hmm. space linebacker, moves best when he's out in the open field. Uh, I think if you look at the rest of the dynamics of the linebackers here, especially the, the Power 5 kids, none of them move particularly well in space. So in today's NFL, I think Warner's got ability to make some traction for himself. Micah Kaiser, linebacker, Virginia, over 400 tackles. It's easy to love the production. He got had a lot of production as a pass rusher as well, uh, as a delayed blitzer. But uh, his his skill set is not all that exciting when you watch a tape. He's uh, a little bit lead footed. He doesn't have a lot of mobility range, um, and uh, you don't. I don't. I think he's a complete liability in coverage. So he didn't check in uh, very big today. I think just a tick over six foot and 236 pounds. And you know, you thought about him as maybe a guy that can live in a three four as, a, as an inside linebacker, be a, a gap plugger, downhill bumper. But he doesn't have the requisite size to do that, and he doesn't have the mobility to do much else. So what does he look like out here? Does he? Does he? Does he make us go back to the tape and see if that's a, a fair knock on him or not? So big stage for a guy that I think has a lot of fans based on his leadership role at Virginia and his production. Trey Williams from Auburn's my guy. I think he's aggressive. He's physical. He was bigger than his listed size at Auburn when he weighed in today. He's got a lot of traits that I really like at the linebacker position. How does he cover and how does he work in space? That'll be what he's tested in this week. The Draft Dudes podcast, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Check them out. Make sure you subscribe to both. 
please do. Really fun stuff. Also, that's not it. That's not all we're going to have for you this week. We're going to have shows tomorrow. We're going to have a show Thursday together. So make sure you guys tune in for that. those shows. They're going to be a ton of fun. Also, on top of that, NDT Scouting, Fan Rag Sports, they've got you covered. Tons of draft needs and things about the Senior Bowl. I think we had, what, 30 pieces, Cal, on, uh, on NDT? Thir- on 35, 35 preview articles, preview articles digging on deep the into Bowl. this Senior Bowl. Yeah. Just about everything you could want about the Senior Bowl has been covered by NDT Scouting and leading up to this. We have content that's already rolled out this week, content that will roll out the rest of the week. Fan Rag Sports, same thing. We're going to have content, each of us, so we'll have an article up there today. PewterReport.com, for those of you who follow the Buccaneers or are just interested in great draft coverage, and observations from Trevor Sikama. Make sure that you are checking out pewterreport.com, paying attention to their draft coverage. One of those sites that's a team site but does things really well from covering the draft from a full perspective. They give you that insight no matter what team you're a fan of. So check out those sites. Check out the content there and continue to check out Locked on NFL Draft, Draft Dudes Podcast. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on the Senior Bowl Super Bowl Show or Super Show at the 69th Reese's Annual Senior Bowl. Nice. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. There's plenty of time left for great grilling. At Safeway, you'll save on quality steaks perfect for the occasion. Fire up the grill for USDA choice boneless top sirloin steaks, just $4.77 a pound. Throw on Colorado-grown Olathe corn, eight for a dollar. And get a jump start on back to school with our mix and match buy two, get two on Kellogg cereal, sunshine cheese it crackers, and Nutrigrain bars and fruit snacks. See store for details. Some limits may apply. Safeway, it's just better. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.